Hello and welcome to It Is Written Canada. You may remember that last week we listened to Neil Peralta, who was the only witness to a murder. A woman who was living in the lower level of his house was murdered by her husband. Neil told us the story of how he, at the age of 14, overheard screaming coming from downstairs. And when the screaming finally subsided, the bloodstained father came upstairs carrying a knife in one hand and his five-month-old baby girl in the other. That baby girl's name was Jolly Grace. Neil then held out his arms and received the helpless infant daughter whose mother had just been murdered. After some years of grief processing this traumatic experience, Neil found hope and the ability to forgive Jolly's dad. Neil's family became a surrogate family to Jolly Grace when Jolly's Auntie Davina, at the age of 21, came from the Philippines to raise her niece and become Jolly's new mother. In a moment, we will continue with the second part of this compelling story of how God's amazing grace worked in the midst of this horrific crime, heartbreak and tragedy. Jolly, it is wonderful to have you back this week. And that was a, a traumatic experience that happened when you were a little baby. And you then were put in the arms of, of Neil and he was like a brother to you. And then you had your uh, mother or your auntie, your mother's sister come over from the Philippines and she uh, now became your mother. Tell us about that. Yeah, so um, growing up, um, I saw her as my mom. I would call her mom um, every time I'd see her, basically, so she'd be my mom. But growing up, I found out from someone, they asked me, they were like, hey, Jolly, how's your aunt? And I was like, my aunt, like, who's that? You know, like, I don't know who you're talking about. They're like, your auntie Davina. And I was like, she's not my aunt, she's my mom. And so that really confused me there. Yeah. And so I didn't really address it right away to her. I um, kind of kept it to myself and tried to like think about why they were saying that. Um, and then I finally asked her, I was like, why did this person um, call you my aunt? Um, and that was when she kind of told me a little bit of the reason um, and not um, in depth of what happened. Um, but she did tell me, she was like, well, your mom passed away um, and I came here um, to be your legal guardian. 
Um, and so we didn't want to tell you until you were older where you could understand fully. Um, and so when I realized that she wasn't my mom and that she was my aunt, my whole mindset of everything kind of switched and turned around. And I was like, okay, well, what now? Yeah. <laughs> you know? And in a sense, I kind of lost um, who I was. And so it was, it was really hard to kind of find my way back from finding out that she wasn't my mom and then finding out what actually happened to my mom. Mm -hmm. So how old were you at this time? More um, or less, Jolly? I was probably about 11. I'm not, I don't really remember, but mm -hmm. I was around that age, like 11 or 10, um, when they told me about everything. Mm -hmm. And when you heard the story, you're talking about what happened that night and when your, your mom passed away. Um, how did you feel about that? Um, I was really confused. I was very much in denial and I said to myself, like, that couldn't have happened to me, you know? Um, and a little bit, I was kind of angry and like mad and thinking like, why would you s tell that to me? You know, why would you say something like that to me? Um, and so I had to kind of just think to myself and really s let that, you know, sink in and f for me to really ponder on it. And so um, it finally kind of hit me um, that that was my reality and that's what happened. Um, and so, yeah, ever since that moment of being told what had happened to my mom and my dad, you know, um, it just definitely changed my, my whole life. Mm -hmm. What were your feelings like towards your dad? I was feeling very mad um, because I never thought that, you know, having a dad, you know, dad's supposed to be loving, caring, you know, um, supposed to be, be there for you. But it just felt like he didn't really care. And so that's how I, I felt for most of my life. And I was very, very, very mad. Yeah. And had you, have you seen your dad, Jolly? Um, I've only seen him twice. So, um, and those two times were when I was like really little. So I wasn't even, I wasn't even 10. I was pretty small still. Um, but I did have a chat with him on the phone um, when I was graduating high school. Um, and that was the only time that was the last time actually that I've um, talked to him, but I've only seen him only twice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what did you do with all those feelings of being angry with him? Do you still feel that way? Um, no, I've, it took me a while to kind of have like a peace of mind and um, just have a calming over myself because for, the, for a really long time, I struggled with, um, finding out who I was, um, like where I fit in, where I belonged. Um, I struggled with forgiveness, forgiving my dad. Um, and for a little while I was, I was struggling um, with 
forgiving God and being angry with him because all my life I was taught, you know, God is loving God. You know, he helps us through all our trials and everything that we go through in life. And I would think, well, why, why did you let this happen? You know, why, why weren't you there um, during that night? And so, um, yeah, I, I really bottled a lot of, a lot of that up in, inside of me. Um, and I think the one thing that really saved me was, um, was music. Music kind of pulled me out of my shell. Um, it let me see God in a different perspective. Um, having that in my life, that's when I realized that He is, He truly is a loving God. You know, there are things that happen in this, in our life that we don't fully agree with and we get mad at God just like that. But in His eyes, He never wants anything bad to happen to us. Mm -hmm. But because of going back to the very beginning, like Adam and Eve, that, um, that first sin, you know, and being not knowing like, okay, yeah, God, you know, you've, you've, you make things happen or you allow things to happen in our life that we truly don't understand, but we have to find it in our heart that, you know, that's not the work of God, right. you know, mm -hmm. and that's the work of Satan because he's the one that prowls in our life and tries to take advantage of his children. Mm -hmm. And for me, I had to really, really dig deep in my, in my heart that allow myself to forgive um, not only my dad, but also to forgive the fact that I was putting so much blame on God and that he didn't, he didn't need any of that because he was there. It took me a while to really forgive, um, but I had to change my mindset of who I was and the mindset of who God was to me. What helped you to find out who you were, gave you a sense of belonging? Um, so, you know, growing up in a, in a family, you would think that, yeah, your family is the people who, um, who are going to be there to build you up and, um, and to help you grow and become the person you are. Um, my family definitely did that, but I had a different dynamic because of what had happened to me. And so um, the people who were there and who really understand, understood um, me from my core were my best friends. They were the ones who um, really helped me find who I was and who helped me gain that sense of belonging. And so you had a core group mm -hmm. that you grew up together, you went to church together, yeah. you went to school together. Yeah. That, and that's where your, your family was really. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That connection. Yeah. So mm -hmm. tell us about music. 
Mm -hmm. um, music is a big part of your life. You were saying that's how God came to you was through music. Yes. Um, what is music to you? Um, so when I was little, I did a lot of singing. I sang at church. I sang at school. Um, honestly, I sang everywhere I went, you know, at home, shower, just any anywhere I could. Um, and music to me before, it was more of a place where I could just be myself and kind of pour my feelings down that way. Um, as I got older, um, music became um, more of a statement and more of a testimony. Um, and that's where I found um, worship as well. Um, so connecting those two, music and worship, um, it really helped me know who God was to me. And so leading worship, leading worship at school, uh, leading worship at church, it allowed me to um, be in that space of surrender and being in that space of humbleness. And it was just me and God. So music was um, my language of how I could speak to God and to other people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So was that the music allowed you to have that strong connection with God? That's the way you connected with Him and how you formed this beautiful relationship with Him where it mm -hmm. was just you and God and you could talk to Him um, through your music and He would talk to you through yeah. your music. Yeah. That's wonderful. You've written a number of songs. And uh, there's a song we want you to perform now for us and uh, and share with our guests. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about that song before we listen to it? Yeah, so it's um, a song I wrote long, long time ago. Um, and it was when I was in this um, position in my life that I was trying to find out who I was and who God was to me. Um, and as I just remember, as I was writing down kind of words, um, all I thought was how God saw me for who I was. Mm -hmm. He saw my broken pieces, but he was still there. Um, and he was there to put them all back together like nothing had happened, you know. And it was a journey of me figuring out myself and realizing that throughout everything, God was there. You know, he saw me for who I was. And he allowed, um, and he was patient with me, you know, and he allowed that time of growth um, for me to know who he was. Um, so, yeah. So what's the name of the song? Um, it's called You Saw Me. You Saw Me. Mm -hmm. Okay, we're going to listen to that song right now.
Jolly Grace. She lost her mom at her young age, and I, I felt like it's a hard um, start for her when she was a baby. And we prayed so hard. The only thing that we can do is that we prayed with my family, and we have such a supportive church members that giving us some clues how to raise her, how to guide her to become a God-fearing um, woman. She has a kind heart. She's not perfect, just like any other kid. She has ups and downs too. And she was so passionate in singing, I saw that. I think that's the talent, and I believe that's the talent that God has given her because she just loves to have the passion and the love in doing it. And we're so proud of her that she's using it for reaching out other people through music. And we're just praying that she will continue in serving the Lord with all her heart and using that talent, God-given talent to her for His glory alone. Neil, you've come to join us. How was Jolly growing up as a singer? Well, as a singer, uh, she was at first shy. And in our family worships, I remember my dad and my mom, her grandparents, mm -hmm. would then encourage me to help her and to sing. Mm -hmm. And my dad said, okay, Jolly, you're gonna go up in front of us every time we worship at the end. We're gonna sing the song, Thank You, Lord and you're gonna conduct us at the same time. Uh, we would encourage her to sing other songs and then eventually she became comfortable singing in front of us and then she became comfortable singing in front of the, our church members. And so that's where her, her, uh, her talents of singing, her love of singing started was because our family did that together as a family. Mm -hmm. So Neil, tell me about how does Jolly, like, how is she compared to her mom? Her mom was an extrovert uh, once he was around her friends, her best friends, and uh, they just loved to hang out with each other. They loved to cook with each other. And sometimes you would often see them singing karaoke together. Mm -hmm. And it was just singing and the love of being together. And, and the quiet part of her was she was a deep thinker mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. uh, and I often see that with Jolly that, uh, Jolly's also a deep thinker. She doesn't make um, choices right away, but she thoughtfully thinks through it. I want to. I want to get from your perspective. Here you have um, Neil, this this little girl who starts to realize this is not my family. Mm. Um, this is my auntie. Mm -hmm. Now you had to tell her the story of the night when her mother was murdered. Mm -hmm. um, how did she take it? How how did that work? That experience. Well, it was, it was hard at first to tell her because when she first found out, it was out of anger that someone told her. And then she came running to, to us and she was crying. And then she was asking, is it true of what happened with, with my mom and dad? And so at that time, it was, came pretty awkward because now we were hoping to tell her when she was much older, mm -hmm. around maybe 18 or, or, or 20. Mm -hmm. But then she found out at a, at, at a young age. And so I took it upon myself to tell her my side of the story 
because I felt the responsibility that since I was the one there at night and since I had to go through that hurdle of learning how to forgive her father and, and to be able to overcome that, I took it upon myself to share that story, but also in a compassionate way, but in a real way, so that she could understand that what happened that night was a, a bad decision, a bad choice, and that, that evil played in it, but yet God came and intervened on her part and my part. Mm -hmm. And so when she first heard it, it was very hard on her. Uh, she did cry, um, and often, uh, after, and then from then on, we would, I would just check up on her mm -hmm. and just remind her that, remember, we are your family. Mm -hmm. you know, uh, although how tragic this may have been, how you ended up with us, but we are your family. We love you. And we would always reassure her that no matter what, we're going to be here for you, mm -hmm. uh, no matter what. Mm -hmm. so. Mm -hmm. so we've come to the end of our time, mm -hmm. but I just want to know, like, where does the rest of the family come in? Have they been able to forgive? Is it still, I, I, I can just see that this is a very sensitive topic mm -hmm. and you're being very vulnerable and sharing this with us. Mm -hmm. um, where does the rest of the family stand on this? I think uh, from what I see, uh, even her aunt Davina at times still struggles with it mm -hmm. um, because I, I feel for her because it was a big role that was pushed upon her. Mm -hmm. I mean, so from her perspective, uh, it's been tough. Mm -hmm. um, I do know that from the perspective of, of uh, the, the fa the, her parents' friends, mm -hmm. it's been tough. Mm -hmm. There have been times when, when Jolly would have a celebration at our house, they would hesitate to come to the house. Mm -hmm. because they felt as if they weren't, it was just too, I don't know how you would explain it, but it was just too awkward for them. They were too scared. They had fear or it would remind them of what happened. Mm -hmm. And so it's too painful, it, it's too painful mm -hmm. for them. And, mm -hmm. and so I'm always praying that one day mm -hmm. that they would also move beyond that and, and really forgive as well. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Tell us about God's word. Where does a promise from the Bible, from, from both of you, uh, what, would, what yeah. gives you comfort? Uh, for, for me, it's found in Isaiah chapter 41, verse 10. Mm -hmm. And I'm just going to paraphrase it. It's this whole idea that do not be discouraged. Do not be afraid. I will be right there. I will help you. Mm -hmm. I will strengthen you. Mm -hmm. And I will hold you up with my righteous right hand. Mm -hmm. And so that verse has resonated with me uh, throughout my life, mm -hmm. um, especially in that situation where it took me a while to really understand that uh, although it was very tragic, God was there holding me with his right hand, mm -hmm. holding mm -hmm. her. He strengthened me. He definitely helped me. Mm -hmm. He helped us to get through and move forward mm -hmm. uh, beyond that, that pivotal point of life in that, in that part of our life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And yourself, Jolly? Um, yeah, for me is Jeremiah 29, verse 11 to 13. Mm -hmm. um, and basically that verse um, is God's promise um, to everyone. And I felt like it was also promised to me that um, He's there to guide me through life mm -hmm. um, and that He has a plan for me. Um, when I didn't even know what my life was gonna look like after, um, He knew from the very beginning that yes. he had mm -hmm. he had a plan for me yes. um, and even though it took me a while to 
um, realize and to accept, um, but he's always been there pushing yes. and um, being there and guiding me of where he wants me to be. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Thank you for sharing mm -hmm. that with us. Um, can I ask you, Neil, to pray for us okay. as we close? All right, thank okay. you. Our dear Heavenly Father, we thank you that you brought us here. Although we've been brought together with uh, this interview and this discussion in the different times of circumstance, we thank you for just watching over Jolly Grace as he's grown mm -hmm. and for guiding her and for protecting her. We thank you that you have put people in her life that have molded her, mentored her, and loved her uh, as if they were, she was the daughter. Mm -hmm. And we thank you for this opportunity that we could share this message of hope and strength, that we can find forgiveness, that we can move forward. And thank you for this time that we can share this testimony. May it be a blessing to not only us, but to those who will be watching, Lord. I pray all this in Jesus' wonderful name. Amen. 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 Neil, thank you for that lovely prayer. Jolly, Neil, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you for having us. Friends, if you've been touched by Neil and Jolly's story today and how God helped them and carried them, our free offer for you today is a little booklet called Jesus Can Help just like he helped them and so if you're interested in getting this free booklet it can be yours free today and the information is on the screen right now whatever we're going through we know that we can trust god's word and jesus himself said it when he said it is written man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. God, we want to give you our lives this morning, our hearts. God, your name, your name is above all names. Your name is wonderful, God. Your name is powerful. Your name is beautiful. Sometimes we forget that. Thank you so much for listening. If you would like to watch a video of this podcast, please visit iiw.ca. Or you can go to IIW Canada YouTube and click on the videos tab. Once again, thank you so much for listening.